We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. We are blessed to have you join us today. God gives us everything we need to meet the challenges and enjoy the victories in our earthly lives. He assures us that he will not allow us to be tempted above our ability to resist the temptation and that he will give us a way to escape it. Why then do we repeatedly lose the battle over temptation? Listen closely with Bible, pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us on how we can win the battle over all kinds of temptations. And Father, we praise you, we adore you, we thank you to stand behind this sacred desk and declare your marvelous truth on this blessed Sunday you have given us. We love you, we declare our undivided allegiance to you. Thank you for the privilege of dispensing the word of the living God, breaking the bread of life from heaven to your people, to the glory of God. We pray against satanic distractions. And we pray, Father, that those who are listening would uh, attune their ears, apply, receive, and respond to the word, the authoritative word of God. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen, and thank God. Have your Bibles, turn with us to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. And there you'll find us in a series, and uh, the scripture reads, No temptation has overtaken you that is common to man. God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. I want to preach at this time overcoming temptation. Overcoming temptation. As long as there is a devil, there will be temptation because he is the tempter. Satan hates you. He schemes. He's planning against you as you're sitting here. He's, he's fiendish. He's diabolical. Um, he, he wants us to fall. He wants us in regression. He wants us in depression. He, he wants us in a hot mess, and he would use every resource at his disposal to bring about our spiritual and even physical ruins. And so we have to fight the devil. We have been authorized to fight the devil. And if there's temptation, we must realize that we have to resist it if we're going to win. 
Now, the sin is not in being tempted. The, the sin is in yielding to the temptation. With that being said, well, since you're talking about temptation, what is temptation? So I can get a grasp as to just what it is. Well, temptation is the use of deception to lead someone astray. Temptation is the use of deception to lead someone astray. It is to be enticed. It is to be enticed. It is to be allured. Uh, temptation, it is to be beguiled. Temptation, to be beguiled or seduced to do evil through one's own fleshly desires. A temptation is flattery. It is it is is embedded in lies. It is also that which is presented to the mind as an enticement to sin. Let me say that again. It is also that which is presented to your mind as an enticement to sin. Temptation is very real. Even our Lord was not exempt from temptation. He himself uh, knew no sin, but he was uh, tempted and he resisted and he won through the authoritative word of the living God. So I just told you what temptation is. How do believers overcome temptation? How do believers overcome temptation? So, so since we're all going to be tempted, I get tempted. I'm tempted with a barrage. Matter of fact, my temptations are greater than yours. They come, uh, they're unleashed against me because Satan wants to do everything he can to bring my, about my demise, my fall, my failure, because he knows if I can just mess up, then the congregation uh, is disheartened. But not only does he want me, he wants you too. He wants your children. He wants your grandchildren. That's why it's important that we get here to be into the house of God, to hear the word of God with the people of God and appropriate the word of God to our lives so that we can grow into his likeness so that we can stand and resist and not succumb to the nemesis of temptation. So how do believers overcome temptation? Number one, if you are not a born-again believer, then you do not have the Spirit of God living within you who will empower you to resist and overcome temptation. I say it again. If you are not a born-again believer, then you do not have the Spirit of God or the life of God living within you who will empower you to resist and overcome temptation. First John chapter 5, verses 11 and 12 says, And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. Spiritual life comes through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only one who is able to impart spiritual life. You must trust Jesus Christ alone as your personal Savior. You must believe in his death, burial, and resurrection. Salvation is to have the life of God living in the soul of men, women, boys, uh, boys and girls. The life of God. And life is in the Son. 
Jesus Christ. And he who has the son has life. He who does not have Jesus living in the soul does not have life and will be a candidate for hell. How do believers overcome temptation? Number two, beloved, you cannot overcome temptation while loving the world and the things in it. You cannot overcome temptation while loving the world and the things in it. 1 John 2.15 says, do not love the world. Don't, don't love the world. Don't be passionate about the world. You, you live in the world, but you're not to, to love the world. You're to love Jesus. Do not love the world or the things in it. 1 John 2.15 says, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And we're not to love the world. Why should you not love the world? Because the things of this world system is passing away. Why hold on to, why love something that you can't keep? You, you, when you die, you, you say, how, how much do you take with you? Nothing. Nothing. You know, and so it is critical that you love God and you love uh, his work and you love people and you love his word, and you love doing his will. You are destined to fall into temptation if you have a greater affection for the passing mundane pleasures of this world and the things in it, rather than loving Christ with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. You are to love God with, with all, in other words, that's loving God with all of your inner being. Uh, the greater your love for Christ the greater disdain you will have for sin. When you love God more, you will hate sin that much more. So it is critical that we grow in our love for God. Uh, Number three, if you love sin, then you are destined to fall into temptation. If you love sin, why do people sin? People sin because they like it. They love it. They love it, love it, love it. That's why they keep sinning. If they didn't like it, they wouldn't sin. They sin because they love it. My friend, I want to tell you that if you love sin, then you are destined to fall into temptation. But if you hate sin, you will do whatever it takes to keep yourself from falling prey to it. First John 3, 6 says, no one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. You love sin. You live for sin. Sin doesn't bother you. You can just sin every day. Um, could care less about uh, a sin. You don't fall on the conviction. It doesn't bother you. Uh, it doesn't grieve your heart. That's a sure sign you do not know the Lord. A sure sign you are maturing and growing in Christ is that there will be a decreasing sin factor in your life. Do you see that? A sure sign you are maturing and growing in Christ is that there will be a decreasing sin factor in your life. Be mindful. As you grow in your relationship with the Lord, you will hate sin, which will keep you from falling prey to temptation. Number four, Uh, You cannot resist temptation if you're running with bad company. 
You cannot resist temptation if you're running with bad company because they will lead you right into sin and temptation. Psalms number one, verse one says, blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, those who ridicule the things of God. It is true that Satan will use the bad influences in your life to distract you and draw you away from Christ with the aim of destroying your character. Satan loves it when you hang around ungodly people, uh, people who have no proclivity toward the things of God. He loves it when you hang around people who are uh, 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 rebellious, who does not love the word, who could care less about what they do. When you hang around such people, they will destroy your character, they will destroy your reputation, and they will destroy your fellowship with Christ. Therefore, ask God for permission as to whom you will allow into your life. Every, everyone that comes into your life don't belong in your life. You need, you need to screen who you allow in your life, particularly your young folk, but not just young folk, old folk too. Listen, you could be doing well at 50 and 60, and one wrong person can derail your life, and now you're in greater depression because you waited till you got old to mess up. You see? So uh, be careful. These, the people that come in your life, you need to ask the Lord, Lord, does this person belong in my life? Do you give me permission to have this person in my life? If he says no, then you, you better put him or her out of your life graciously. 1 Corinthians 15, says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Number five, as it relates to temptation, we overcome temptation by remaining alert. We overcome temptation by remaining alert and knowing that Satan often tempts us in our weakest moments. We overcome temptation by remaining what? Alert. Being on guard and aware. Uh, and knowing that Satan often tempts us in our weakest moments. Matthew chapter 4 verses 2 through 4 says, And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he, referencing Jesus, was hungry. And the tempter came and said to Jesus, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written... Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. This book, my friends, is the word of the living God. We live by the authoritative book. This book doesn't contain the word of God. It is the living word of God. Beloved, Jesus was in the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights without food, which left him physically hungry and weak. You ever try to go without food? We can't make it two days, not to mention a week. 
40, I was telling the guys earlier this morning, 40 days? That's a long time. We're about dead, aren't we? Are we so weak? Jesus was weak. He, he was in his hum, humanness. He was weak. And this is why Satan says to Jesus at the moment of his vulnerability, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. My friend, beware. Satan knows how to exploit you when you are most vulnerable. And he will use every satanic tool at his disposal to get you to yield to temptation. Beloved, the same devil that tempted Jesus will tempt us as well. He's the same devil. I was in Africa and I was saying, what are y'all going through and why is this happening? And they told me, he's the same devil that's working in America. Same devil, same devil. And, and, and the devil is not, by the way, here's a little uh, doctrinal teaching on Satan. Satan can't be but one place at a time. He, he's not omnipresent. He just has so many demons. You know, when a third of heaven fell, a third of what? It was a third of a multitude. And he can dispatch demons at a, and they move with blazing speed until it just seems like Satan is there on the scene. But he has his representatives all over the place and Satan usually makes the main event. Okay? Uh, th- those demons are real rascals. They're evil. And they have power, but they do not have more power than God. The scripture says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Don't you be afraid of the devil. You have God living in the soul of man. Hallelujah. The same devil that tempted our Lord will tempt each of us as well. You say, I'm not being tempted. Oh, yes, you are. You're tempted. Some of you have been tempted today and you've already failed. Satan's not going to tempt you to murder somebody. You know he's not going to do that. But he will tempt you to start an argument with your spouse. Yeah. <laughs> he will tempt you to be grouchy. You know, he will tempt you to be jealous. Uh, he, he will tempt you to be stubborn. You know, so, so it's, it's all. He will tempt you to, to drive over the speed limit. <laughs> get into church and then be holy. Oh, yeah. He, he, he. So don't, don't tell me you don't get tempted. Come on. As a matter of fact, he'll tempt you to lie, too. <laughs> Number six, if you are going to overcome temptation, you must put no confidence in the flesh. Absolutely no confidence in the flesh. Philippians 3, 3c says, all you have to do is look at Biblical characters who did great things for God, and yet they fell into sin. Great things. See, you don't care about me, my being a pastor, or you being a deacon, or a coordinator, or a youth ministry teacher, or whatever you are. Satan said, oh, you're juicy to me. I, I, I'm ready for you. You know, he doesn't care. Matter of fact, the, the more you do for the for the kingdom, the, the higher you go up uh, on Satan's hit list. So if you're going to overcome temptation, you must put no confidence in the flesh. All you have to do is look at biblical characters who did great things for God, and yet they fell into sin, though they did great things for God, which should teach us. Noah got drunk 
Abraham and Jacob lied about their wives. And Moses struck the rock instead of speaking to it as God commanded and missed entering the promised land. David committed adultery and murdered Uriah. And Peter denied Christ three times. Beloved, don't tell me you can't fall. Beloved, if these men, and even women as well, uh, had their moments of weakness, what makes you think you are so invincible? Satan loves it when you think you can't fall. Matter of fact, you are ripe for falling. Take heed lest ye fall. Number seven, if you're going to overcome temptation, it is crucial, absolutely crucial, that you place self-imposed boundaries around you to keep you from sinning. Self-imposed boundaries. Uh, When was the last time you said that word? It's probably been a long time. You need to to knock the dust off. Say boundaries. Some of y'all don't like that word. You're already cringing. You know, we don't like that word. You know, say boundaries again. Boundaries. Say it one more time. Because it may be five years before you say it again, you know. <laughs> boundaries. You must set self-imposed boundaries around you to keep you from sinning. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verses 2 through 4 says, And when the Lord your God gives them over to you and you defeat them, Then you must devote them to complete destruction and you shall make no, there's some boundaries here, no covenant with them and show no mercy to them. Look, you shall not intermarry with them, giving your daughters to their sons or taking their daughters for your sons, boundaries, for they would turn Look, they would turn away your sons from following me to serve other gods. Then the anger of the Lord would be kindled against you and he would destroy you quickly. Now listen to me closely. I mean, let me hang on to this boundaries a while because we kind of let this word get by us. Just as God placed boundaries around Israel, when it came to intermarriage with unbelieving foreign women, we as believers must also place self-imposed boundaries to keep us from crossing the line and sinning against Almighty God. A person without spiritual boundaries will kindle the anger And judgment from Almighty God and also find themselves entangled by the ruins and ravages of sin that could take a lifetime of recovery. Be mindful. Temptation is three D's. Temptation is disastrous. It is destructive. And it is deadly. That's right. Three D's. Disastrous, destructive, and deadly. And that's why we need self-imposed boundaries around us. Romans 6.23a says, For the wages, the payment of sin is death. Without boundaries. Why do you tell your children uh, when they're two or three years old, Look, don't you go out in that street. Don't you get 
I'm going to get you real good if you go out in the street. It's not because you, you, you're trying to just deny them. It's because you're trying to protect them. You don't let a 10-year-old behind a wheel of the car on I-10. You know, that, that's insanity. You find yourself in federal prison for doing such a thing. Why would you put a 10-year-old child who think, I can, well, mama, I can drive, and you say, oh, I think you can. You just put on, okay, get behind the wheel. Oh, my goodness. You don't do that. So boundaries is, 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 is for protection. Protection for your own preservation. We don't like people telling us no. We don't like boundaries. But boundaries are healthy. They're actually good for us. But we don't like it because we want to be free. And that's why this world is going, go, going to hell, not just in a handbasket. That's too small. I'm trying to think of something big. What's big? I wish somebody could tell me. I wish I could think of something big. You know, they ain't going, they're not going to hell in a little handbasket. They're going to hell in a washtub. Oh, I'm trying to think of something bigger than that, you know. But they're going to hell in something big. Because they want to be free. Free to be mean. Just do what I want. And you're killing yourself. Just let me eat what I want. No boundaries. Let me play what I want. Let, 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 me, let me just do what I want. You, you want to kill yourself. God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches him by surprise. He is always ready, willing, and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee, because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109 directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity.